Hey there, and welcome to Morning on the Dock, a podcast sponsored by Squam Art Workshops and hosted by Elizabeth Duvivier. That would be me. And yes, this is super casual conversations, reflections, explorations on how one person, uh, again, that would be me, <laughs> is navigating this crazy world. And, um, all kinds of all kinds of resources, but I'll tell you the number one is a whole lot of help from my friends who will also join in these conversations with me. So I'm um, super glad you're here and off we go. Hi there, this is Elizabeth and I am here with Tiff Fussell. Hi, hi everybody. We are back from Squam, September 2018. We got back to Providence on Monday, and we are connecting with you because we're both about to go off on um, big adventures. And oh, excuse me for a moment. Happy birthday, Tiff. Oh, thank you. Why, thank you very much. Yes, it is my birthday. Quite a big one. You're 30? Yeah. <laughs> How did you guess? Yeah, no, we'll add a little bit more to that. 50. The Woo! big five of half a century. Snap, snap. That's pretty damn cool. When you say it like that, that's pretty damn cool. That's half a century. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's very exciting. And uh, <laughs> I'm just like, and that's exciting. <laughs> over tip <laughs> and turning 50. I'm over <laughs> I was worried about this. I apologize in advance if I just giggled the whole time. So let me just get us all up to speed. Last time, two times ago when I started these podcasts back up for all 12 of you. Hello, all 12 of you. Um, Hi. Hi. And some of you came up to me at Squam and you were so amazing and wonderful about how you listen to these in your studios or in your car. And I just want you to know that that rocks my world and makes me feel so connected to you. Um, we are in my studio. There have been some flash flood warnings. We've had a lot of sirens going this morning. So if you hear some s- sounds, we're not in any kind of an actual sound recording studio. <laughs> um, and then... So the last time we talked, there were two things I want to follow up on. The first was I really got a huge number of requests, both on Facebook and then in emails, about my mention of plant-based eating. I'm saying that plant-based eating, even though I would say plant, plant, plant-based eating, um, which is great. I'm happy to talk about it, and we will. But you really want to talk to Tiff because she actually reads and gets knowledgeable. I just do what I want. So that's one thing we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about the fact that for um, tonight, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to the UK and then I'm going to Greece for three weeks. And while I'm gone, Tiff is beginning her pilgrimage art residency. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm going to clarify the bit of confusion I had about the name of the hotel in Portland. We're going to talk a lot about (laughs) silver. And we are going to just share some of the fun things we've been doing together and the fun things. Um, like just, just, we're just taking you into our conversation, honestly. So we have zero idea where this is going to go, but we're glad you're along for the ride. And to start off, um, I did, I did, I told you, I got, I got like five emails. Can you tell me more about how you eat, why you eat, um, plant-based? What does that mean? Why do you do it? Um, do you get enough protein? Yada, yada, yada. Um, in a nutshell, I do it because it feels best to my body. I've tried everything and this works. And, um, when I had been vegan for 18 months and then I kind of stumbled a little bit because I was not eating properly, um, as I am wont to do. And then connecting with Tiff, she got me onto some really great, uh, vitamins known to us in the States here as vitamins. And that made all the difference for me. So I am loving, loving, loving life. And there's nothing um, missing at all except anxiety and stress. So Mm. why don't you share a little bit? I should dig through the questions. I don't remember the questions. I'm sorry. But I know the questions were, how does it work? How how do you do it? I'm going to Greece. How am I going to eat plant-based in the land of meat and fish? So you went to (laughs) Edinburgh. Yeah, I went to Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, well, I guess maybe what I should do is start where I started because this is pretty new to me as well. Um, 
And before I get going, this is just, this is one thing that really has worked for me, but everybody has their own path with what they choose to eat and what they do with their body. So everybody's just, different. Everybody's different. So, um, so that's just what I want to put up there, first of all. So for me, um, it was a case of, I've only been whole food plant-based since January 1st. I think it was January the 1st. And that just came about because of my family. Uh, my One of my daughters, uh, Esme, who somebody, one of you out there might have met at Squam. Um, she has been vegetarian for the longest, longest, longest time. Um, and so I used to cook separately for her. And then my lad went vegetarian. And so we were always doing that. And I had quite a few health things that were going on uh, several years ago. So I was always super careful about eating organic and whole food and all of this. And then um, during the holiday season, my lad came back from uh, living in Scotland for the holidays and he was had been getting worse and worse with migraines, crippled over with stomach issues, ending up being in uh, ER. And he always cooks for himself. He's a super brilliant cook. Um, and I was like, well, hang on, the bells just started ringing when I recall when he was born and when he was little, he had a lactose intolerance. So it was suddenly like, oh, you have an awful lot of dairy in you because you're vegetarian. So I, I said, I think you need to cut that out. And he was like, well, what, what am I going to eat? Because, you know, I'm super busy being a student. He's just starting his PhD last week and just all this stuff. And I said, well, uh, what if I went vegan too and I learned how to make food that was super easy and super quick and then I can share recipes let me do the digging around let me find the information let me find figure out the protein and all of that sort of stuff and um and then I'll send it your way and so before I knew it I joined in my husband joined in my partner Mark which I think was the biggest easiest part of the transition because if you have a partner that's all gung-ho and for him it was a lot a lot more of a leap because I already had taken dairy out for years and stuff. He was, he had absolutely everything and anything. Um, so he had a lot more of a, a sacrifice for want of a better word to start with. Um, and then Meg was on the East coast and she was like, well, I'm going to join too. And then my, my lad, my other lad was like, well, I guess I don't have much choice if I'm going to eat. So I was like, yeah, no, you don't. So that's where we started. And it was, it's so weird because right now it's only, where are we? Nine months, nine months in. And I feel like I have been doing this forever. So it's really, really hard to recall the first few months, but the first few months were really, really tricky from the point of view for years and years and years and years. I know my go-to recipes, I pull this, I just throw stuff together. I don't really have to think about it. And suddenly I had nothing and it was like I had to relearn everything I knew about how he, having to put a meal together. And you're so used to going, oh, there's the meat, there's the fish and work around it. And now it's like that's not the case with the plate that you built. So the f- number one thing I did was throw away having plates and used bowls, big bowls. So everything you put into it, you just call it a Buddha bowl. And it just looks good and it just looks like you want to eat it. So you're not working on this flat plate. That made a big difference with food presentation I went and found several resources and I have to say there are so many resources now to be vegan via YouTube via Instagram it's just free it's just out there you start digging well I will just I want to interrupt because I'll have a blog post with this and I will load up a bunch of links Mm. of the recipes are insane insane. that are out there because I love food and I and I eat gorgeous and I am someone who's always cooked for myself and it's just a joy there's no other word for it it's an absolute joy and I love the food and it's not like it was when I was growing up and I don't do a lot of replacement stuff I don't do like fake chicken or fake Uh meat I just that's not how I eat at all yeah no it's and it's just it's just these people are sharing it they're sharing it for free and what I didn't realize was basically anything you want to what you think you will miss is easily recreated in the vegan world. But what for me, if I was going to suggest any advice is you either go 100% or you might struggle because you, your, your palate changes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your, your, your texture. So I guess the 
yeah, it was the palate change. And then also I had to figure out what, what it was I was missing if I felt like I was missing anything with my plant-based plate. And I realized texture, crispy texture is important to me. So it's like for the first month, crispy tofu everything. It was like sticks and crispy tofu on it. So I felt like I got that. And slowly but surely you ch- change your taste and um, what you crave and your body. For me, my body really truly said thank you. Um, I noticed a significant difference straight away in how much lighter I felt physically but mentally. And I think it was the missing piece of a puzzle I've been trying to figure out for quite a few years. But, you know, it stands to reason what you eat is what you are. So if you're, you know, what you bring into your body becomes part of your being. So if you are bringing in distress in any way or something from what you're eating, that for me, well, just I be was clear, super, distress meaning animals yeah. are traumatized. And, yeah. and many of the animals, even, you know, if you buy super organic, you know, head, yeah. heads were stroked before they were killed. Yeah. You're, you're eating creatures, living beings that were traumatized, that yeah. energy is in your body. Yeah. Just and so let I, alone the chemicals, if you're, if you're buying non-organic, that that's a whole nother thing you're yeah. putting in. So I, I think for me, that was a very obvious difference, but I really truly did it from a health point of view. Um, and then I kind of fell down the rabbit hole. I've never really paid much attention or not much attention. I never understood nutrition I didn't feel like I needed to understand it. I just knew, oh, you know, there's, I've got my vegetables, I've got my protein, I've got this and everything. Well, I felt very much I needed to take, uh, have an understanding because people were always going, well, where'd you get your protein from? You know, and it's like when I started digging deeper and I understood more about protein and the type of protein that's in all lots of vegetables and things. It's in everything. It's in everything. It's a different type of protein perhaps than you get when you eat meat or fish. But it's not so much the protein that we tend to be lacking. In fact, we're overdosed on protein. Right. There's it's, a lot of myths out there about It's fiber. It says, yes. People, where do you get your fiber, fiber from? And when you, and I was like, well, actually, where do I get my fiber from? I realized I was fiber starved. Mm. Um, so I bought uh, porridge oatmeal into mm. my life. And uh, as my daughter jokes, I'm the face of oatmeal because <laughs> if I go now, if I, I never had oatmeal, I didn't like it. I was like, why would you eat oatmeal, you know, for breakfast? And um, now if I go just a couple of days, which is very rare without oatmeal, then I'm in big trouble. My body is just said oatmeal. Well, I also want to mention, because for me, it was just a, you know, it was no big switch. The mm-hmm. only thing that I had in my diet before I went full on plant-based was I had dairy and I had eggs. Those are the only two mm-hmm. things in my regular straight up diet for a hundred years before I went. So it wasn't a big switch. When Tiff mentioned um, things I miss, I know what I thought I would miss. I thought I would miss uh, whipped cream. I love whipped cream. I thought I would miss um, pizza, which is my favorite food in the world, and ice cream. And I thought, so so whipped cream, pizza, ice cream, and mayonnaise. Those are the yeah. things that I thought I could not live without. And I will tell you, not even half an iota of an iota, like not at all. I have gorgeous ice cream because I live in Providence and there's all kinds of beautiful vegan ice cream and bakeries here. But you can also get it at the Whole Foods. Um, because this is the thing, it's evolved so much that the offerings are amazing. The non-dairy offerings. Then I, um, if you take coconut milk and you whip it up, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing whipped cream. Like my whipped cream needs are completely met. Um, I don't miss mayonnaise. I'll just be honest. I just don't miss it. If I need something like that, I use hummus as a, as a layer or avocado. Oh, and there is veganese. Yeah. So I just, I don't even think about it in all honesty. It's just like, I thought I'd miss it, but I don't. And then with pizza, I will say that I absolutely love enjoying a great pizza with a crispy crust and tomato sauce and veggies. It just doesn't have cheese on it. And frankly, I like to eat pizza. I like to eat a lot of pizza. So I don't have that heaviness. I used to get it. I'd be like, oh my cheese. God, I just ate yeah, like yeah, a yeah, half yeah. pound of mozzarella. That's the weird thing. You never get it. You can't I eat it. I never get it. I eat want. half a pizza with it. no cheese on it. I'm like, yeah, dang, yeah. that felt great. Yeah. But the reason I say all that is because it was a really easy shift for me. And as I say, I had been doing um, straight up vegan for 18 months, but then I was like, something's off. Something's wrong. So I had to integrate um, vitamins and that has made all the difference. And then, um, with Tiff, what's really funny, which I never knew about her, 
You hated vegetables. Vegetables was not well, your no, life. Not hated, not. That's not what I was saying. That's not what I said. You yeah. didn't. Vegetables no, were not up, your thing. I would thing. touch a vegetable yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah, it was until about six years ago. I was very much carbohydrates yeah. and so all I think of that. that's interesting. So, yeah, no, I've come come a long way, but I do think it's super important to point out there's a difference between vegan and whole food plant-based eating. Can you point that out? So vegan, I could eat Oreo cookies all day. Oh, right. There you go. That's just crap. Yeah. yeah. Just replacing so crap whole food crap. plant-based yeah. eating is quite, some people would look at it and go, that's super strict, but it truly is about the whole food if you're super strict, no oils, that sort of thing in there as well. So, huh. well, I use oils. Um, so, you know, it's just so you can be a really unhealthy vegan as well to- as unhealthy. Well, I've so, seen that. I've yeah. totally seen that. Packaged foods, packaged yeah. foods, yeah. packaged foods, and they're vegan. I'm yeah. like, well, that's all that packaging is yeah. terrible. And that's but I all do fake now. Food. I do use, like, I, you know, to be fair, you know, if you're, you've got a family and, you know, you're trying to um, encourage them to be on on this with you. You are going to have you. It, it makes sense to try to figure out ways to how can I put mac and cheese on the table? Sure. Say their favorites, bolognese and things. Right. And when I make my lentil zucchini lasagna, mm. I'll throw some of the faux meat in mm-hmm. it as well. Just it's it's not much, but for me. It makes it like I'll sit there and eat that. And eat All right. That, well, so. so I have to mention, because this is complete revelation to me. Thank you for clarifying the whole food thing, because that's where I come from. But you need to understand, I'm not a good demographic for you, because that's how I ate my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I love vegetables. I love farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. It's just who I am. So I don't, I didn't have any kind of a transition that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that clarity around it i definitely use oils i love oils i just have to watch it because i can use too much oils and that's not good for my body um but i'll tell you one thing that i hadn't had at all until in the past two weeks is i never had anything remotely like bacon so if i was going to do a blt or if i was doing something that is avocado tomato and lettuce and i have to say i had a real resistance if i went into a vegan or plant-based a restaurant and they had bacon. I was like, keep that away from me. I don't know what that fake stuff is. And then I have recently had a BLT with bacon made from tofu that I was beyond highly skeptical about. And I now dream about, and I had it with uh, the shiitake mushrooms, but I like the tofu one better, but mm-hmm. either way, like I had like the most incredible sandwich. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. These mm-hmm. are mushrooms. This is tofu. It's, it's uh-huh. totally yeah, you can get that. like bacon seitan. I mean, yeah. you can get, there are recipes to create a bacon equivalent. Um, I've had bacon rice paper. Hmm. That was pretty good. This is an example of if you had bacon butties every day of your life, you know, mm-hmm. bacon sandwich, and then somebody gave you bacon tofu sandwich, you go, yeah, no, that's not going to cut right. it. Right. But if you transition and you make the change, what you're truly missing is that bacon taste. And if you've the got taste. it with the avocado and yep. the lettuce and the yep. tomato on an amazing All piece of, you know, grain bread. Or, I can't, or I, you, you saw me, you were with me. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that was, I wasn't a bacon person mm. before, so it wasn't something that I was ever going to miss, but, um, it was, I couldn't believe that I could have that experience. So mm. anyway, so that's, that's plant-based. I mean, keep yeah, asking us more questions. Yeah. Um, we had a gas, you know, I live in Providence, as I say, it's super, super easy. I mean, that to makes here. a difference as well. It you makes know, a see, where I live, there's not, right? there's, there's no availability. And then when we went to Portland, we were in Portland, uh, Oregon in August and we had so much fun, um, finding. We still struggled though. We, we did still struggle. struggle. We did struggle. Um, but you know, normally what I try to do. Do you is, remember when you were on the bus and I'm like, I'm hungry and I can't <laughs> find any place to go. I just thought she was, hang on now. I've got my happy cat. She's, she's cow. like coming down. I, my happy cat bar isn't helping. <laughs> I had just arrived in Portland. She was on the bus down from Seattle. Oh, that's right. And she's texting me and she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I need to find food and I don't know this city. And she's like, yeah. and then I had a street and I was fine. So. Yeah. And it was fine. But. I, normally buns. when you're traveling, if yeah. you can find one cafe, one restaurant, and they cover it, you just keep going back there yeah. if that's what you need to do. But if you're like where I am, where really there is nowhere close by, you think near Seattle there would be it, but I'm not driving into the city for 40 minutes in rush hour to try to find something. You just you just go online and you, you figure out. And right now, like I think it was two months ago, I remember going into the kitchen, just threw something together, and I was like, oh, it's happened. That, that's- I, 
can now just, just throw, throw something together. together it's and delicious, it tastes so amazing, good. it's exciting. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the other thing. So I came at it from, um, I would say physically, but then my real crux, I will tell you the place when I spoke with Tiff, I had, um, after 18 months, I was like, oh, okay, you know, maybe it is, I need protein. And I would hold this slice of salmon under the water washing mm. it. I'd be saying all these prayers of thank you. And I'm so sorry, but I need you because I need the protein. And thank mm. you for the gift of your life. Like all this. And um, I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel any better. And I'm sure that fish didn't appreciate it. <laughs> and so then in talking to Tiff and she got me clear and off of it. So spiritually, I would say for me, the mm. number one reason is spirit, because mm. I'm so clear. I'm so conscious of what my thoughts are. I'm so mm. conscious of my relationships. I'm so conscious of what I put into my body. Um, when you're really, really conscious, it's just, it's just not possible for me. It's just not possible. There's a real uh, uh, about food. So yeah. this, this is a flow for me physically and spiritually. Um, you were talking about well, emotionally. Well, I think emotionally, but I think like for me, it was like once I tend to never do anything by halves. Once I get into it, it's like, you know, like I'm the person that if some kind of thing came to town and said, join us, join us and come this traveling band, I'll be, oh yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. I like, you know, go now and I'll ask questions later. And so this was like, I'm all in and I have to learn everything there is that I need to know about it. And once I fell down the rabbit hole and then I realized the environmental impact, the health oh, impact, God. and then the animal oh, impact, God. I couldn't just, unsee yeah. what I learned. Yeah. Um, and that helped me stay on the street straight and narrow that helped me get through some of the hurdles, the transition. Um, and then I stopped that. I didn't need to keep replaying and re-seeing and watching this. No, because that's traumatizing. I don't need to traumatize myself, but it just made sense. And now I just, I can't imagine any other way. And, and also, you know, I got my numbers back. I went to the doctor, I got my numbers back. I remember that text. Okay. Share that. Yeah. So for years and years, um, and this was another reason why my husband um, joined with me for years and years and years, I've had very high, bad cholesterol. Um, and, uh, for a number of years, borderline kidney disease. Holy God. And in six months of going, uh, whole food plant-based, my cholesterol levels are completely like I think it my was bad in cholesterols June. are like, yeah, I think it was in June. It was like literally five or six months. Yeah. That's insane. And it was like, my doctor said, you've never had numbers like this. And then she said, and there's zero sign of kidney problems now. And everything, everything was like textbook. Wow. And she's like, so it just does seem like crazy, really, truly, insanely crazy mm. that everybody isn't eating in a healthy way. But mm. uh, again, everybody eat, eat your own, eat your own. I'm so not, I, so I mean, have no certainly not perfect by any means. No way. And I also <laughs> like, I, I honestly, it's like everybody's on their path and I know that 100%. But I greatly enjoy it. That's the thing. It's got to be, you've got to enjoy it. You've like, got to have fun Like I never I used to it. enjoy cooking. I was always trying to distance myself. That's what I wanted to get back yeah, to. Yeah. I so was always, yeah, the creativity. the creativity. And now it's like, I started to like go into the kitchen and be like, oh, keep saying like, but I went into the kitchen and I would think about what I was going to prepare. And and we're talking about two and a half hours of prep because I was learning all these recipes. Every day it was about figuring out a new recipe, but I would take the time to prep everything and put them in little bowls. And so it's almost like a, a, a television cooking show. But the thing about a lot of these um, meals that you create when they're plant-based is they come together very quickly at the end. So there's no, oh, I'll throw the meat in the pan. That's going to take 20 minutes. Go off and prep. It doesn't work like that. Everything's bam, 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 and it's done unless you've thrown it all in and it gets roasted in the oven. So it was all about doing that, you know, put the music on, prep yeah, all that. And I never had to distance myself. And when I sat at the table, I sat and I took my time and I was like, every single piece of this meal tastes good to me. I feel like I'm actually caring for myself and paying attention to to what's coming in totally. to my system. And so, that's, and, and, and anyone who knows me at all, and I hope all 12 of you do, <laughs> I love cooking. Cooking is one of my core, core joys. I love to cook. I love to mess around in the kitchen. That's been true since as young as I can remember. So for me, this just completely enhances it. Working with vegetables, working with grains, these incredible recipes off the internet. And I love nothing more than to go to a place like we have this by Chloe. I'll probably mm. get in trouble for sharing this, but there's a black by Chloe downtown and they had this curried cauliflower um, soup that had a, um, 
it was a velote, so it was smooth and blended. And that was because of the cashew cream. And I was like, ooh, I can figure this out. Come on, it's three things. It's cashews, cauliflower, and curry. Like, I can do this. So I came home and I just like messed around in the kitchen and I made it. And I just like, I'm a genius. Not really, but that's how it feels to me. Like, this is so Fun. Mm. It's so it's fun and delicious easy. and mm. delicious and mm. gorgeous. And then I had it for three days. I know. That's so. my favorite. Like, I'm excited because you're going. <laughs> I'm excited because you're going and I'm going to make my lentil. And I have a good kitchen. Yeah, you have a great kitchen. I'm going to make the lentil lasagna mm. with zucchini. I don't use pasta. Mm. I use zucchini. Um, and what I love is nobody else is going to be here. So I get to live off that. Yes. For about a week. Done. And I just do, you know, ro- like with roasted broccoli yeah. or what, I just add whatever in and it will last me. Normally I make it and I go, oh, this will last a few days and it's gone yeah. within 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, got a so, family. Yeah. Ten. Yeah, yeah. That's so. <laughs> not quite not ten. ten. But, you know, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last thing I was going to say, just the creativity, it's not just the kitchen. I don't mm. feel. Yeah. I feel lighter in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel more open. Um, I do think there's a correlation and trust me, I've got no scientific evidence for any of this. I'm talking from my personal one data point life experience, but I absolutely feel there is no currents of chemicals or anxieties, um, running Mm -hmm. through my body, um, unless they're self-generated, which I don't generate Mm -hmm. them. Well, I think you are far farther along the path of all that. I, you know, even just a year ago when we were catching up, um, last time I was here, you know, I definitely struggle with the anxiety things and all of that. And they'll come even in June, um, still working through something, but it's not of the level that it was. It's not like it will come if say something's happening, say I've got to travel, pack up, do things, leave my nest, all of that, that will surface. But on a day to day level, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, <gasps> That feeling yeah, of like you don't come, I don't wake you don't up come to consciousness and find panic. it there. Yeah. yeah, it's not there. I'm okay. I'm even like doing the 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 thing of like I'm looking for it. I'm deliberately mm-hmm. going into my body, body going, scared. Where are you? Hello, yeah. hello, yeah. this is yeah. really strange. And it's just like right. and if it is there, normally it's like, you know, a couple of days ago I woke up and it was there and I was like, Oh yeah, well that's there because Esme's moving to Ecuador there in two it days. It has a source. It has a source. Right. So cool. Yeah. So that's a glimpse of our plant based life mm-hmm. and we love it and it's fun and highly recommend it and i'll put a bunch of links on that um speaking of so post squam how is squam for you did you like it i did i really really loved this squam you had I've both had, your dogs squam, i've been to squam three four times four times four well, times yeah but two it's also tunes. been over like three years yeah yeah so i did a fall then two your tunes. first fall that would be fun to share because you came and you were super <laughs> like what am i doing here uh, yeah classic but, but, right oh yeah, yeah. I, go, I turned up yeah, yeah, yeah. you turned up yeah, i turned you, up you, you turned up totally even though you were scared totally yeah, overwhelmed yeah, yeah. and then took a class with ann wood i took a yes yeah, so and i it turned up yeah so i turned up that was where I said I need to come to Squam first and take do, understand what Squam is before I can come as a teacher. And I turned up and I got my my went to the uh, registration and went back to my cabin and cried under the covers. I'm under sure. the covers, <laughs> did some deep breathing. <laughs> couldn't figure out which way was up, what was north, what south. It's you a know, confusing. Even now in Providence, uh, um, if you told me what point to north, I would assume it's that way, but I have no idea. That's right. That's oh. exactly right. Oh, my gosh. Got it. Good. Um, so I did that, but I took two classes. And the first day was Anne Wood experimenting with dolls. And I went in there, and I love, I'm a fan of Anne Wood to the point mm-hmm. where she, she <laughs> to start with, I thought she's going to think I'm a stalker or something. But I am a huge fan, not only of her work, but having got to know her and the way she approaches her work, I'm an even more massive fan because it's so alien to the way I approach Well, mine. she is a triple Aquarian, yeah. which is, for those of yeah. you who don't know this, that's like spotting a white unicorn. Okay. So she okay, is well, there quite we go. the unique human So being. that would explain a lot. But experimenting with dolls, she's so open and she shares so much of her process. And I, I had this, you know, vision that I was going to go in and out. Well, I don't really want to make a doll, but I'll probably, I think a rabbit, a rabbit. And, you know, that would be work. And she shared these experiments her her techniques and she was showing this one and it was that and I was like yeah that doesn't really you know and then she shared how you can make something from the inside out and I was just like 
that's it. You start right at the core of the being and then you just build and build. So it's collage really in a way, 3D collage. And that was it. I was done. And so I started off on my rabbit trail and came out with a moth, Cedric the moth. Cedric Randolph, the moth. I might have to hit you up for a photo of him if mm-hmm. I can put that mm-hmm. with the blog. I've got one on yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was so, and also you were glowing. It was oh. like... Well, I haven't made anything. I hadn't up until that date made anything for myself from the pure joy of making. And also Anne's materials. She has the most incredible old vintage aristocratic materials. So just by looking at them, you can you can feel these characters coming to life. And so that really kick-started um, me making again because I think at that point I was probably pretty a little bit lost. Oh, you were in a dry been, spell, yeah. I think I'd been woolly tattooing by then, but I just, you know, I was shifting very yeah. much from Dossie Angel. I wasn't doing yeah. any of that. Yeah. And, it, and so that really got me, got me on a path of uh, making again, playing playing I want to stop imagination right, I want to stop right there because I know some of these 12 listeners and that is so important I was talking about that this weekend it is it, the only difference between an artist and someone starting to make art is when when someone is starting for the first time if they're taking a class or they're just playing around and they hit a wall and they have this like oh my god what was I thinking I mm. suck at this I'm not creative this isn't working the only difference between them and a working artist is that the working artist has been at that spot so many hundreds of thousands of times that they know that that's part of the process. They recognize it as like, mm. you know, it's just part of the process. Nobody never doesn't have mm. that. Mm. And I think that's a big secret that I'm going to reveal. Like <laughs> Everybody has it every time you're making mm. something. If you're making something original because you're going to the edge and you haven't been there before. And so um, I really want to talk a little bit about your journey, just because you're also in this about to start this really mm-hmm. cool pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is your birthday. And you have, you had just mentioned, you know, the progression of leaving Dottie Angel, which was this incredible creation that grew up and manifested and blossomed and had her full expression. And then she ended, you know, a lot of artists, a lot of creatives would stick with her and be like, okay, well, she's commercially successful. People know what to expect from her. I'm going to do this until I drop into the grave. And, you know, it's the artist who says, and I'm done. There's nothing, I I could do that with my eyes closed. It means I'm done. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's where I live. It's Mm -hmm. like, as soon as I've done something to the point where it's predictable, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I I can't do it anymore. And it's it's really an interesting place to talk about. Mm -hmm particularly as you're shifting and changing what other people's expectations are of you. And before I hand this back to you, I just want to mention there were two people at um, Squam. We had Friday night, we had this like, you know, sort of sitting around and talking about um, transitions and this marvelous woman, Charlotte Elizabeth Jenner. Hi, I know you're listening. Hi. Who's in the UK. Um, She was, and I didn't know any of this story. She was, she'd come to Squam a couple of times and she's done the magic of myth class and she, um, had some kind of aha awakening, but 20 years, a doctor, 20 years, a doctor. And she has decided to leave being a doctor and is now running creative retreats in the UK. And so she was sharing as we were all sharing stories of transition and how it's really easy to talk about it once you're on the other side, but going through it is so hard you know she her her kids are like but mom we like you being a doctor that's who we know you as you're a doctor you're my mom the doctor and her husband's like hey honey I like you as a doctor that's like working for the family and her patients are like oh you can't leave me you're my doctor I love you you must be my doctor always so it's so and then people in her social circles are like what you're gonna stop being a doctor are you sick? Do you need help? I know a good person who could help you. She did. That's not her story. That's me being silly. But anyway, the point is when you have a very clear identity, people want to keep you in that box and it can be so hard. Um, and it can take so much to do that raw change thing. And, um, I'm now going to turn back to my friend here because I happen to know that she has, um, and I, and I have to say, it's part of the reason we connect so deeply is we both know 
we would rather, like, this is how we make. If we mm. can't make from a place of new and fresh and original, we just don't mm. want to. And so you are actually remaking yourself. Mm. You're, 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 did we do my canvas? Then, right? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Well, I think, um, I think the hard, hardest thing is sometimes you may want to do that change, but you don't know what to. That's where so, I'm, I'm in the gray yeah, zone. Yeah, so the gray zone. So it's a question of can you... Do you have the ability and the safety to go into the gray zone? Are you supported enough um, to be able to do that? For some people, they they can't for whatever right. reason, bread and butter coming in. Oh, for, for sure. And just be sure. Yeah. I totally yeah. appreciate and know yeah. that. That's so, financial you know, considerations mm-hmm. are always. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to run, but I just want to clarify the, you know, in my mind, the process is letting go of the known. Yes. And you may or may not have the next thing to clasp onto. So there's that free fall moment of, I can't let go. I can't let go. I can't let go because what's next until what's next shows up. I won't let go. And it's like, Oh, it doesn't work. But it doesn't work that way. You got to let go and trust and know that it will. Yeah. So you're definitely going to be in a sticky patch. I really truly liken it to being in a cocoon. I think you just put yourself into a cocoon and you just um, have to accept that your cocoon may hang around for some time. And probably when you, you least expect it, it will appear whatever it is and you start to break your way So in that motif, knowing you're about to be here for a three weeks Mm. arts residency Mm. where you get to carve out your 24-hour day however you want, Mm. you get to have one of the (laughs) number, right? So it's kind of cool, right? I know. So where would you say you are right now in terms of the cocoon you put yourself in? Um, It's, it's, you know, when, um, when you come out, you're out of it and it's like you just sort of started to spread and you're a little sticky. But you're spreading, so the cocoon. You are not in it so anymore. You're not in it anymore. I'm not in it okay, anymore, cool. and I know that. I can. I really know that. How Probably, do you, How do you know? How do you know? Because I'm totally clear on where I'm going and what I'm doing. Can you now. share anything? <laughs> I know some of it's a surprise for later. Yeah, yeah. Some of it I can. I can share a little bit, and it and it probably sounds kind of a little bit strange because it's like almost like uh, I'm just doing exactly what I always did. But it's, I'm coming at it with so much freshness inside of me, so much excitement. Um, I just love to make. Um, when I first started out with Darcy Angel all those years ago, it was purely because I loved to make and I loved to find secondhand things. And that's all I really wanted to share. And everything else just came along with it. And I have finally found a way to go back to that. But just but new. It's a but new, new. It's a new level of the spiral. Yeah, so I'm not going back. I'm moving forward because you know that's who I am. I'm a maker and I'm a secondhand finder. Um, but it's how to do it and how to be be seen for me to project myself probably out into the world. Hopefully, for the world to see me differently as to who I was as Dottie Angel, because I think that's probably the hardest thing if you have been known for something and known quite well for it, even though you think you're busy. And I think for the last few years, I have no connection other than the name. You know that because you know me personally, but even with what I'm making, but somebody else would just go, oh, it's Tiff, Dotty Angel. It's just, they don't, they don't see the whole, the whole picture. So I'm, I'm really um, excited about it because I'm going to actually, the, the really, last remaining thing I have of is her name the blog sits there beautifully for other people to find her the simplicity patterns are out there for people that want to wasn't that funny on the day of class someone walked in on the porch yeah, and yeah. <laughs> she said I never I didn't know you were even going to be here and you know and she has a dotty angel frock on so she's out there dotty angel is out there you can make her patterns and all that but I'm I'm not there oh, gosh, anymore no, you're way beyond. Um, but I do have the name on Instagram and for me to go down the making with all the makes that are in my head, um, for me to really get them out there and believe in them and believe in myself, I need to leave that Dossie Angel mm-hmm. name in, yeah. on Instagram. So, so and stepping and, into a yes, fresh, a fresh, a fresh thing. And then also, you see, Dossie Angel was never. I'm, I, you know, obviously that's a, a facet of me. If that's mm-hmm. the right, she's a part of me. She mm-hmm. came from within me. But you know, I was always Tiff. Whereas now I'm moving into with this this part of being uh, um, sort of. I've done my spring. I've done my summer. I'm now going into the fall of my life, turning fifty. 
um, and kind of think I, I just got to that feeling of, I don't know why I, I need to hold on to the name I was given when I was born and all these things. So name change. So I'm, I'm changing. I'm going to change my name. I'll still go wow. by Tiff if people call That's me Tiff. So cool. But I, I, and it's not like with Dottie Angel where it was like this alter it's like a ego. Pers- it's an alter ego persona. Persona yeah. that no, I no, no, could no. project through yeah. to create and visualize. Um, this is really within me because this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm, this is your you know, core essence coming yeah, forward and yeah. you claiming it and naming yes. it. Yeah. And it's all all the making side of it, of knowing where I'm going and what I want to do and understanding that now has come through the fact that when I turned 49 uh, a year ago, 49, I, I decided to dedicate my 49th year to truly being a year later in a place of acceptance of dealing with the bereavement of my youth, knowing that when that day rolled around, I would 100% be an empty nester, just all, all that stuff. And that, so the, my 49th year has truly been um, looking into that, understanding that, you know, why, why do I sometimes like, struggle to look in the mirror or why do I not want the camera looking at me you know all these things and the biggest thing I did to allow me to truly step into owning this next season of my life was stop dyeing my hair that was my thing. And that happened shortly after I went whole food plant-based. That's it so just, interesting. Those two things came, um, came together. Came together. Um, I had reached that point where I was so tired of having to put the box dye on my head. And then I started looking for the vegan dyes and they're, they're out there because I hadn't been paying attention to that. But they were out there. And then I was just like, I just, you know, the want to cover it up became less than the want to just let it go. I became, I just couldn't be bothered. So how it. do you feel being a silver queen? <laughs> I kind of wish it was more silver now. I was like, I was hoping it would be like majestically silver, but I just, you know, there's a streak that came through at the front. I thought, well, we'll cultivate you. I'll let you grow. And I just messed around with scarves. The first few months were a little messy, but I really, I just, every time I go to the mirror now and I've like washed my hair and I take the towel out or I just look at it, I'm like, God, I'm so relieved. I don't that's how I feel. I'm so relieved. And I just have to pin freeing. it up. And it's just, it's totally freeing. freeing. It's like, I'm not trying to disguise or, you know, and I see pictures of myself, you know, a year ago with my solid bright wrap. Never not dyed my hair since I was 12 years old. It's always been, and it's not dyeing it to make it look natural. It's dyeing it to look, wow, Perfect. hello, right. I've got Artist. this bright. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is perfect for the transition that I'm in and perfect for what I'm going into. Um, so that really helped. And, and so that's it really. Yeah. That's, that's where cool. I'm at. So the making side of it is very much. So this whole, this whole secret name change thing on this podcast, mm-hmm. we'll just put a link down below. Yeah. Well, okay. I just, I mean, I'm just, I'm, it's going to be autumn. Okay. I'm going to call myself autumn. Love yeah. It. And I'm, I'm really really happy with it and the making launching a new instagram, launching it launching my instagram making. so dotty angel instagram will sit there i will let people know on instagram people who listen to this will probably be the first people to yeah. know if they listen because yeah. it may happen in the next few days after my uh birthday but i'm shifting over there i i've just like when dotty angel appeared and her uh profile appeared to me as soon as I got my tagline for it, it just all made so much sense. And it's just about the slow stitching. It's just about going back to just enjoying the things that... Um, but it's just so I fascinating. Like. It is core. It is your core, authentic, iconic self. But isn't it fascinating that, yes, you're coming back to something that was so essentially you, but what's happening is it's almost like pushing off all these layers of mask isn't the right word but layers of the not you mm. or maybe they were once you but they no longer mm. are you and this just like emergence of like more of you is taking up space and that that I totally and we've talked about this and we were kind of wondering how this conversation was going to go because we've had so many conversations so um but, but it's also a mystery I also want to get back to some mystery like I feel very much like that's what I used to enjoy and I want to get some of that back again as well. Like, that's what I love. 
most and I need to withdraw a little bit to do that and then sometimes you're there sometimes you're not that's what I like I like to do so yeah I love that I love that that's so cool so you'll be here doing that and Mm -hmm. I will be in Greece doing I don't know what except I'm still working on the novel for any of you playing the game at home I'm at about 180 pages end of August, and then I just had way too many things to do to get ready for Squam. I made Meg. Now I can tell you I made Meg a really great. Yes. um, Yes, you did. Repurposed book that I gave her. It was really funny. We found it in a secondhand shop, and it was this big red hardcover book and embossed on the front in gold it said the torch is passed I mean come on I mean, so I repurposed it and I thought it would take me you know maybe three hours maybe a couple weekends and Lewis was like was it like three months I was kind of <laughs> I was like oh my god every time I was like how many pages left but I loved it I wouldn't regret a moment of it but I had to get that done so there was this and plus I, we were teaching so we had teaching prep stuff so I just had to like and when I'm writing, it's a complete immersion. I won't do anything else. Like if I remember to eat, I'm doing good. So I just had to say, okay. And it was a little scary. I'll be really honest because the flow this summer had been so extraordinary um, that I just said, but I didn't have any options. I had responsibilities. So I was I, concerned actually when, I was when concerned, you said yeah. that. I was, oh no, I'm not doing it this time. And then I'm like, oh, oh I know. Because I knew where you were I, with it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, still, I still don't know what's waiting for me but I'm loving it so much that I'm trusting I'll have the time and space there's nothing there this place I'm going in um Greece doesn't even have wi-fi you're like on a desert island I'm kind of like on a desert island I'm kind of slightly jealous slightly I can put imagine you wafting around in a caftan all day (laughs) and just like like, this is hysterical that she has that vision because she knows me so well I'll be in sneakers (laughs) and jeans and a t-shirt that's all I ever wear so I want that caftan I want that caftan (laughs) But, um, so I'm really excited that, um, I might get back into it. Not might, I am going to get back into it, but there's no knowing with the flow. And so if the flow runs like it did when I was in Canada, um, there's the very real possibility I might come back at the end of October and have a first draft of like 320 pages. And that's like, whoa, I think you may, I think you may, because you're so isolated. I mean, where you're going, I I mean, nobody can get to you. There's nothing there. You're just like, you know, it's just you and the land and the sun. And so we'll see. So that's, that's happening, which I'm super excited about. And it's also crazy. Like it's so bizarre that I'm going, but I am. And then, um, 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 I wanted to clarify that the hotel in, in, in Portland, <laughs> it's the silver cloud. What is it? It's what is it about? It's a silver cloud. Okay, so I really had to write that one down mm-hmm. because for some reason, as you know, apparently <laughs> Tiff texted me later. She said, I'm in my kitchen mm-hmm. and I'm crying because I, I'm listening to you and she's shouting out to me, cloud! Silver cloud, Elizabeth, I'm crying out loud. Cloud, cloud. And you're good. Ooh, sisters. Silver sisters. Silver, silver lining. lining. Silver <laughs> it's a clown. Cloud. Um, <laughs> anyway, silver is us. We're both. I, I and actually, you're pretty silver I'm now. Pretty, I think I'm silver. I don't I know if it's are. yellow or no, silver. It's, no, but it's, it's not yellow. Okay. No, 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 Whatever no, it is, no. it's. I'm going silver. I'm, mm-hmm. I've, I've made the transition where I took out all the color from my hair. And, um, and I'm hoping that um, it just keeps keeps it is it's, it's looking and you know incredible. Greece should be good for that I'll just yeah. go sit on the beach yeah, and have the sun be pound fabulous. on my head yeah um so that's happening and I will say um I hope the 12 of you are listening I probably already said this to you because I said it Friday night at that transitions group at Squam but um I know the resistance I had to I was really done with coloring my hair I was yeah. super done with coloring my hair but I know why I was kind of holding on to it I was like well once I go gray I won't have sex ever again right <laughs> And so I was saying that to this woman. She just looked at me. She goes, Elizabeth, I'm married and I don't have sex. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I love so that. That was good. She was great. I love that. That was she so was great. good. I'm going to send a note to her husband. and I'm like, hey, you. No, but um, <laughs> I, it actually freed it up because the, the, the simple fact of the matter is I don't know what I look like. I, I look in the mirror and I can't see. But you look pretty fat to me. Yeah. Go you. Yes. Yeah, I'm your cheerleader. Cheer- I'm your silver but cheerleader. But I can tell you that I, how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel. Feel. And that's what it is, isn't and it? that's what it is. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. So that's. But it was a huge. It's a huge transition because once you once you go there, you're really letting go of any illusions of holding on to that mm-hmm. sense of 
youth, 20, 30, 40 something, you know, that whole look and feel of, because we're in a youth culture. We're in a youth culture. The thing what I made me realize, like ready to do it and everything was that I realized all the women I'm attracted to, like I see out and they catch my eye are, tend to be older women who are owning their older shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they're, they're growing it. And, you know, people call it gray hair. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I've seen the hair when it's on its own and it's single. It's silver. silver. It only looks gray because it's in amongst your other stuff. So start right. calling it your silver wisdom streaks. You totally. have earned them. Right. For whatever reason, some people's come early, some people's come right. late, but they're yours. And if you want to just own them. Now, I so my partner, Mark, he has been a silver fox for many years and he looks great in it. And he's never seen me without dyed hair. And when I started doing it, I just started doing it. And then about sort of six weeks to two months, and he said, so are you not doing your hair now? You know, like, you know, I said, no, I think I'm going to really see it. And he was like, he was not sure. He was kind of terrified because it can be, it can, particularly in the Northwest in winter. Now that was the key. I started doing mine in spring, like early spring, because when I tried before in winter, I just got depressed. Oh, I was yeah, so depressed. Right. I was gray and it was gray it's outside. Gray outside. Skin, it and I was like, do, you know, so it was like, I'm going to do it in spring. I'm going to put bright red lipstick on. I'm going to wear funky bright scarves. I'm going into winter now. So I'm super intrigued to see how I will feel with it. But he was very concerned that I would just sort of go quite, uh, well, I guess he was kind of married to this exotic little mm-hmm. canary thing and like mm-hmm. go quite like a pigeon. So it goes back to, wait, I like <laughs> I you like as that. a doctor. I like you as a doctor. Yes, I like you as I an like exotic you. bird. Yes. Who is this Who now? Is this pigeon? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this pigeon. Slightly <laughs> ruffled pigeon. And let's be honest, when you stop dyeing your hair, you don't get this beautiful, sleek, shiny no, hair. No, you know, no. the rain comes out and you turn into Albert Einstein. Yeah. Particularly at Squam. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and but it was like, no, I'm going to do it. So now, but when we take selfies, like when we're traveling this summer and, and him and I would take these selfies to send to the Could you take kids? a selfie of both of us, but you stand on the other side of the camera? <laughs> Just me and the selfie. Just me. But we would send these pictures of the two of us to the kids on our WhatsApp Uh, thread. And I was like, oh, my God, we match. There it is. Me and my man match. And it's like, it's kind of strange because, and in fact, I also noted that he's looking younger. (laughs) That's because that's the vegan diet, the plant-based diet. Yeah, and of course, yeah, I mean, truly, it's it's been, he's 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 incredibly, his whole body type, everything. I mean, he is really owning it and... Um, looking pretty good for a silver fox. So I think I'll hang around with him for a there bit longer. Yeah. But I do think it's so funny. You know, it goes back to, I've always known you this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not yes. sure I'm comfortable letting you go the way yes. I know you. Yeah. And human beings are multidimensional. Yeah. There's so many sides to us. Yeah. There are so many aspects to us. Yeah. Why would we limit ourselves to just this one yeah. particular? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And then you're looking for like, you know, that clarity clarification from outside of you mm. so you'll see people you haven't seen for ages and it's really really obvious you're growing your hair out oh like, yeah super obvious i mean i've got this bright kind of well, oh, yeah. faded red right on the end and it's obvious right. now that it's a deliberate thing rather than you just forgot right. you know one day to dye your hair <laughs> is your um, is your hairdresser yeah, ill yeah it's, 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 it's been a while yeah but it's um it's more um they, they, they look at you and they kind of do that thing where their eye travels up and then they don't say anything and you're yeah. like that's not okay. Fun. You never know. Like, I kind of said to everyone because the first time people were seeing me was at Squam because I only did it like the week before Squam, and um, and I had a mix of reactions. And I was I had done all the work first on myself. Like I know how I feel about uh-huh. it, so people can react however they want. That's just me. I'm not. So I was fine no matter what someone said. But it was hilarious because this one woman came up to me and she said, "You, you've you've let your hair go gray." And I said, yes, I have. And she goes, well, good for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Just, but it was, yeah. oh, it was not a compliment. Yeah. And I just was like, yeah. Like, it's yeah. okay if you don't it's like okay. it. Because yeah. you know what? And it's not for everybody. It's, it's like not for based living. It's, it's not, not for, for everybody. Everyone. Right. And, you know, that's what I said. I'm super intrigued to see when I get through this winter. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do if I feel super gray? Because, you know, come, you know, middle yeah. of winter in the Northwest when you have some daylight. 
I will, I'll either like do wash the ends a bit or I'm just going to stick a funky scarf on there top it is. and put yeah. a bit of color that way. Cause yeah. don't forget, I don't wear any color really right. with my clothing. So I truly am turning into a pigeon. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go online and I'm going to Google pigeons. I'm going to send you text with the giffies. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> the silver yeah, there pictures. is, but it does change. I mean, you're, I'm sure people know this. Um, again, unlike Tiff, who's been coloring hair since eleven, I have never colored my hair except to make it look brown. So I've never gone through that situation. But now that my hair is not brown, I do have to look at my clothes. You mentioned putting on bright lipstick. Like I have to look at my clothes differently because I'm no longer a brunette. So I felt like once mine had gone like this, I the opportunity to wear the clothes I truly wanted to be starting to wear because you know I've, that's been a transition as well. Yes. Let's talk about you know I mean yeah. clothing. Yeah. When you get older yeah. and you know yeah. what you feel comfortable in, um, I've been tra- working out sort of you know what my uniform is going to be because mm-hmm. I truly live in uniforms yes. and it's like morphing into this more you know the jumpsuits, the linen, the loose clothing, mm-hmm. and the layering and. Suddenly it all made sense with the silver hair. Yep. It made sense. Yep. So, you know, and I mean, Elizabeth's looking at me right now and I've got the wildest hair going the on. Hair looks fabulous. Don't but even when, listen to no, it. No, but it's just like, bad. it's just like you get up and you're like, oh, I don't really, it's you know. It's Pippi Longstocking. Okay. I love it's it. It's all right. It's, a, love it's it. a bird's nest. It's a pigeon nest I and I love it. it. So I it's love good. it. That's yeah. where I am. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I just, it's about everything. I'm just like, if I'm happy and you're not happy with me, I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. Cause mm-hmm. I just like, yeah, this is working for me. I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing things for anybody else in yeah. that way. It's and that fun. is one of the things about like turning, you know, like 50 is just a number. Let's be honest. It really doesn't matter whether you're 51 or 61 right. or right. what have you. It's right. just a freaking number. Right. And, um, it's just that you, you feel this, um, pressure, you know, to sort of like almost be lying about your aging process. And once you actually kind of go, actually, it's really kind of nice because now I don't have to care so much about I cared so much before you know when I was certain age you know all of this now it's like actually it's I'm kind of invisible anyway right in a way you know because there's this in this culture older women let's well this is I said to you Susanna Conway had a really great Instagram post a couple days ago and she had a selfie of her face and she said you know I'm a little bit tired of um, women in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s mm. going invisible. We don't see them. We're putting up pictures of our teacups and putting up pictures of our cats and putting. She said, "This is the face of a 45 year old woman." And because we're not coming forward and showing what it really looks like, because it doesn't look like we're 20, doesn't look like we're 19, doesn't look like we're 30, we're not showing it because that's what's valued. And I just really felt like that was a call to arms. It was just sort I of like, that. yeah, I, you're right. I need to just show up and say, this is the face of a 55-year-old. And it's hard to actually know what is the true face anymore. There you go. That's my biggest biggest thing. And I think I remember saying to you, you know, when my friend Debbie and I, I have a friend Debbie, who I've known since I was 11. Hi, Debbie. Um, And it was a case of it's actually truly very hard for us to know what 50 looks like. What 40 looks like because it's so hidden, you know, people fix stuff, do what have you. And so we don't actually know, whereas quite a few generations ago before, you know, the ability to say, you know, I'm going to put filler in my face or do what have you came along. You just knew. So I have no idea. Like if I was talking to you, Elizabeth, I would have no idea what age you are because I wouldn't even be able to hazard a guess. 42. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, see, you're close. Well, here's the other thing. I don't want to go backwards because I feel like, first of all, I think women had it much, much harder for the large part yeah. um, previously. And so what I want to do is bring not a false energy to the second half of my life of life where I'm mm-hmm. trying to be something that I'm not. I'm trying to be 30 something, which I'm clearly well, we not. can't come in. You just don't no, have oh the my energy. God. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. But that sense of like, well, I don't want to give up the sense of feeling good in my body. I don't want to give up the, I don't want to give up sex. <laughs> Oh my God, well, no, do maybe you touch that tree at school. Oh, that's right, the school the tree. The kissing tree. Okay. So, I mean, okay. you know, okay. it's all good. It's, all good. it's out there. But Greek I, I, island, Greek it's island. out there. Okay. But I don't want to give up the sense of feeling great in my body and having style. Yes, And so, exactly. you know, I don't want to have this, like, oh, okay, well, this is what middle age yeah. looks like. 
And so to reinvent that in a way that feels authentic to me, doesn't feel like a costume, doesn't feel like someone else's interpretation of it, doesn't feel like I'm hiding my body under some voluminous Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So... Yeah, and I, I feel like that's upon possible. me. That, and that's possible. on me. That's not yeah. on anybody yeah. else. I that is on age me is to age, but also age with a style that's true to me. Because let's be clear, I'm not you, very stylish. Okay, I, so I'm kind it, of a monk slash yeah. nun. I'm like, in no, a perfect you, world, uh, I'd be like t-shirt, white t-shirt, jeans, and white sneakers is kind of it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, that's what I live in. But if I could do it a little bit less... Um, but right yeah. now, where you are right now, yeah. and like when we were looking at some of your clothes and things, oh, yeah. I mean, I think you're more comfortable in your style and where you want to maybe grow it because now you're sort of How owning. about that Wednesday night outfit? My yeah. Edwardian, Thanks. what was that? Edwardian meets Sundance catalog. No, Power. no, that something. wasn't it. I it was something that didn't have a baby. It was, it was Edwardian meets, oh, I can't even remember it. Free people. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what it was, but I don't it was know. It was something. Good. Just so you know, none of those clothes came from those places. I don't no. do big box. No. But it was it was this outfit where I had this long skirt. The yeah. Tiff, Tiff created the outfit. Let's just be clear. But it everything was, was in closet. my closet. It was all from so I closet. had this really long kind of ruched cotton skirt that went to like my ankle. Yeah. Then I had this like wrap that was like a prairie, uh, whatever that. Prairie chic. Prairie chic kind of, kind of thing. Um, and then I had this crazy orange mm-hmm. that came Mexican, out Mexican shirt yeah. and my hair was up and I wore big boots and I, I'm telling you I felt yeah. Victorian yes. not Victorian Edwardian Edwardian because of the layers of the the way that the, the layers of but the, it was a bohemian bohemian kind of artistic yeah. it was Edwardian. awesome it definitely just wasn't so you know that, it was awesome um, and I wouldn't do it every day but yeah. it was awesome no but I mean, right now, like for me, I feel more comfortable in my own skin and my the clothes I put on and the way I portray, portray myself than I've ever felt in my life, it's ever. It's, it's, it's like, I'm clear. just like, oh, thank God you've right. appeared. Like, right. you know, because I knew like, that's when I started shedding, you know, like my you skin. You also said, you've said you were hiding oh, behind the hat. Yes. The hat, right? Yes. Yeah, so like, I've always hat. had a hat on. I've had bangs. I've like been very closed up. And then in fact, somebody said that to me in June in Squam. They was like, I've never seen you like this. And it was like, because I had my hair pulled back because that's what I had to really change how I had my hair because I was growing in the gray. So it's like, I had to pin it back. I had to own the lines on my forehead that have actually been that you can see them in my full, my five-year-old kindergarten school photo. Yeah, I'm just, you know I just want to clarify. It's I'm like, sitting here, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, I see, a foot and a exactly. half from her forehead and yeah. there are no lines on her that's, forehead. Yeah, just, let's yeah. be clear. But do you know what? That's the thing. We see it and we right. think that's me. And so it's like, no, but I, I'm going to have to, to be able to grow this out, be able to pin it up and do that. Otherwise you're going to have this strange thing happening down your forehead. So I just went for it. And, and I think that in itself has exposed me to the world. Like I've never been exposed other than the fact that I don't and have children. And how does that feel? Me. Do you feel like a vulnerability in that or do you, how does to it To start with hugely. Now, now the, the final thing would be is, and that's probably not likely because I have three in one lenses. So for my work and stuff, it's really tricky. But the, I think the biggest thing would be is if I actually wore contacts. And that hasn't worked for me in the past, just because I say I have three and three and one lenses. So I, you know, to have close up, to have middle range, and then distance in a contact, and with the, the stigmatisms and everything else going on. But I don't know. I like my glasses because they do um, they add to the look that I like to you know my my uniform. <laughs> but on the other hand, I could have my bangs sweeping across and do all of this which I'd like to do and have the silver streak but I can't because it would just like be a smear across my glasses and it would drive me insane so that's a sign it's like well that might be interesting but so yeah I feel it's taken a long time but yes I'm I'm, my face is more on show than it's ever been Mm -hmm. yeah and when I wear a hat like it was raining I had to put my cap on just now to go out to get the groceries and it was actually annoyed me 
It's there and it annoys me. I feel like I can't see. I feel like my life isn't bright enough. Isn't that the weirdest thing? I have had moments where something that was my daily go-to, whether it was a particular ring or a particular something, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is my thing. And then there comes a day. But you're just like, oh, I can't wear that I can't anymore. Wear it. You're just, you, I you just get cannot nose. wear it. And, yeah. and, and once upon a time, it was my number yeah, one yeah, yeah. thing to wear. I wouldn't wear. have left the house isn't without that a cap bizarre? on my head. Yeah. I find that so yeah. interesting. But that was me. That was my cocoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I wore that cap yeah. for all those years that I was cocooning. I love that. Yeah. So um, we are going to pause here. Just so you know, our next call on the next Thursday that I post will be um, Tiff and I continuing, Autumn and I continuing talking. Um, But we're going to close out now because I know some of you have places to go and things to do. And I want to share with you, um, we were in Portland and we were watching funny movies. And so when we start talking, when you hear us um, on the next call, we're going to talk movies. We're going to start off talking movies. But... um, we were we created this playlist for Tiff's 50th birthday because we had a little dance party and the first song she put on was Dancing Queen. So when we taught our class, we had a class called Iconic Self at Squam and um, it, it, it just is not to be believed, but it had been gray the morning of, we were teaching we were, and we had a pause like at 10.30 a.m. It's like, okay, now we're going to transition the class to the making section and... Um, We put on Dancing Queen and the sun came out over the lake and we had it blasting and the whole class went dancing down onto the dock and we're on the dock dancing to Dancing Queen and it was really... From the Mamma Mia movie? Yeah. Yeah, If you ever think you're not enough, just play that on YouTube. It was so fun. So we're closing out our talk today with that. We're going to share it with you a little bit and hope it brings something good to you. And here we go. Bye, you guys. Bye. Just know we're dancing. <laughs> You'll be in Greece doing this. Woo! You can dance. You can dance. Having the time of your life. Woo! Happy birthday, Tim. Yay! Happy birthday, I'd just like to say, you being born has really worked out for me. Oh. <laughs>it for today as always i feel like i could keep keep exploring this forever but you always got to find a stopping place and so thank you so much for joining bringing your energy here listening it's been a total honor to be sharing this with you and i can only hope that this helps you to listen more closely to your heart your prompts so that you're feeling that you are creating the life you most want to live because that's the gold baby all right see you around be nice to you